Hey, This Week in Mormons, this is Kurt Frankum. I'm stepping in for a quick interview, a special interview with the one and only David Snell from Saints Unscripted. David, what's up, my friend? Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. How's things at uh, Saints Unscripted? Things are good. Just yeah. just moving right along. Lots of lots of uh, awesome guests and episodes lined up. Um, it's it's fun. I enjoy any it. any come to mind that you can tease us with or any like guests. Yeah, guests or episodes that you're excited about. Or... Okay, well, I am very excited. Um, I don't think I am not allowed to say this, but we <laughs> are we do have. Um, Hopefully scheduled soon uh, an interview with Richard Bushman, Ooh. which I think will be very fun. Is this a f- the first time you've had him on? It is. Really? Wow. Jeez, okay. Kurt, you're like, well, oh, I, oh, you're just getting around to Richard Bushman? I, for the record, I have never interviewed the man. So okay. uh, and, and so what excites you about chatting with Richard Bushman? Like, Do you have that, that one rough stone rolling question that's rolling around in your head? Well, I... Yeah, I, he, he's, he's my kind of guy, uh, in that he's, I mean, his, his work on Joseph Smith's biography, rough stone rolling is, um, top of the line. Um, but it wasn't published by the church, Mm -hmm. which I think allows him to have a little bit more, uh, you know, space to, to kind of, there's, there's less red tape, I, I guess I'd say. Yeah. Um, and, and so naturally because of that, it's been a controversial biography. Um, and so I'm just interested to kind of talk to him about that. And, and he's, I mean, since publishing that book, he's become a rather controversial character, both inside and outside the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to hear, cause a lot of his quotes, a lot of quotes from him have been kind of taken out of context and he's been kind of made to look as if he doesn't really have a testimony of the book of Mormon or Joseph Smith or those kinds of kinds of things. So I'm looking forward to hopefully kind of getting to the bottom of it and and kind of hearing it from the horse's mouth um, and kind of hopefully put, putting those, those rumors, those concerns to bed. I'm I'm sure he's done that several times by now, but it'll be a fun conversation. I hope this is the nature of social media, David, right? It's like, you can't, you got to do it over and over again. And another one pops up, but yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, I I read rough stone rolling and uh, you know, it's it's pretty heavy academic for my taste, but I sort of felt like if there's a book that like every Latter-day Saint just needs to like push through and get through and like digest the, the stories and the history, like that would be it. And so I did that. Uh, but some, it's interesting to see even, you know, from both sides of the spectrum of belief, right. That there's a lot of criticism there and some people, even more orthodox members sort of dismiss him. Right. And and other, or those uh, more academic people dismiss him. And it's like, well, you know, I think there's, it's worth sitting with these stories and understanding, uh, why he framed them as he did and how they can inform our faith. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got him coming up, um, as far as faith and beliefs videos go, which are, for those who don't know, that's kind of my side project, yeah. my my baby on Saints Unscripted. Um, we've got lots of good stuff coming up. We're going to be talking about the um, the 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 Lamanite skin curse in the Book of Ooh. Mormon. We're going to be talking about controversy surrounding priesthood restoration and 
claims that the that the witnesses never signed their actual names to the the testimonies of the three and the eight witnesses. That one's <laughs> that one's just a drama, fun one, I think. Nice. Yeah, lots of drama. So controversy. Love it, it. It never runs out. So I guess job security for me, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you make those videos, I mean, are you aiming for a certain time? Like you try and keep them under five minutes or so it's kind of naturally turned into I try to keep um so so the faith and beliefs videos, they are the scripted portion of Saints Unscripted. Right. <laughs> but I I write those and I research them and I'll consult, you know, experts when things just go above and beyond me, which is uh-huh. pretty often. Um, but I try to keep them at about two typed pages. Oh, okay. Which turns out to be like six minutes, mm-hmm. six and a half minutes. Originally when we started those videos, the goal was like th- like one to three minutes. And <laughs> we were just like, that's, that's not going to happen. That's not possible for, for yeah. some of these topics, but cool. yeah. Nice. And you're also been uh, writing an article in the Public Square magazine. Now, is this the first time you've contributed to Public Square magazine? It is. Nice. Yeah. How did this come about? Was it your idea? Well, I have. Um, okay. So so you're talking about. Um, so the article is called um, A Clarion Call uh, for uh, Cyber Disciples. And I stutter there a little bit because when you share it on social media, the title's different kind of depending on who they're optimizing it for. Yeah. Um, But so it came about because there are a lot of Latter-day Saint content creators out there. Um, And I will say to anyone watching, if it looks like I'm looking off into space, I'm actually looking at Kurt. My camera (laughs) is just... My camera's right here and Kurt's just up here <laughs> behind the camera. So that's why it looks, if it looks weird, that's it. Um, but um, so, so recently I've been getting in, involved with some groups that are trying to kind of bring together Latter-day Saint content creators, because as it is, people are kind of siloed from each other. You know, you've got, you know, and, and that's fine. Like there are a lot of great Latter-day Saints out there that just want to make content that that right. want to get into this kind of this sphere. Um, and me and other people uh, have been trying to bring them together so that there's a community and so that we can support each other um, and share each other's stuff and promote each other. And, um, just kind of kind of make it a more team effort where possible. Uh, because at the same time, like if you are one of those new creators, if you're just starting to make Latter-day Saint content, social media is a terrible, terrible place to learn most anything about the church, as mm-hmm. as you know. Yeah. So if you're if you're trying to teach people about your faith, you're gonna get bombarded. Like it's it's pretty much inevitable. Um, and so the idea was you know, maybe in addition to kind of these cyber social groups that we're pulling people into, maybe we need to kind of create a document um, that can kind of, we can all put our names on it, kind of unifies us as far as our content creation ideology goes. Um, and the it, it was based off of um actually another article from Public Square magazine um 
about uh, radical orthodoxy, oh, I yeah. believe, mm-hmm. if you remember that. And it was a kind of a similar thing, but it was targeted towards just Latter-day Saints everywhere, I think. Um, and it was kind of, hey, you know, this is this is what we stand for. This is what we believe. This is what we're going to do. And if you agree with it, put your name on this document and, and let's go do it. So it was kind of based on that in the sense of, hey, there are a lot of content creators out there. Um, a lot of them probably feel alone uh, or overwhelmed by kind of the negative uh, response or the amount of negativity on social media about the church. So, hey, maybe it will be helpful if we can kind of lay out a, a list of um you know, uh, goals or guidelines, uh, by which we kind of create our content. Um, and and it might be inspiring to them to kind of see other content creators on there and to be able to add their own names on there and, and feel like they're a bit of, a bit more, um, like they're part of a team, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And it's, and it's interesting because this isn't like, um, like, like when we were all baptized, we essentially already did this, right? Like we all sure, took yeah. upon ourselves the name <laughs> of Christ. Um, we're all already, you know, signed up for the same team, essentially. Um, so in a lot of ways, this is kind of um, an echo of, of the baptismal covenant we've already made. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the, the, the items that you find on that list by, you know, the, the things by which we judge our, our content you know, love, unity, all these different things. Like we've already agreed to, 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 to embody those attributes. Uh, this is just kind of a reiteration of that. And uh, hopefully something that not only helps current content creators not feel so alone and feel like they have a support system, but hopefully it also shows potential content creators that, that there's a community out there and that there are people that are willing to support you and have your back, you know, when people come after you, which is going to happen. Yeah. Cause there are these, like there, there's these various movements or communities out there that you can sort of just naturally end up in. And suddenly you don't realize what community you're in or whatnot. Um, because there, you know, as a fellow content creator, sometimes there's this feeling of, you know, you want to talk about the hard issues you want to you want to be very open minded. You want to be empathetic towards others' beliefs and where they're coming from. But at the end of the day, there's certain foundational beliefs that are that are um, feeding into my content creation, right? Um, and it's sometimes those foundational beliefs can be lost in just the discussion of it all, right? That suddenly your your name or my name is grouped with another name when in reality we may not have the same foundational beliefs as that other name right yeah sure and it's it's hard to 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 navigate that where i i see some content creators out there who i appreciate the conversation they have the content they create however i'm always i'm never quite sure where they stand with some of these foundational things and so i love that and correct me if i'm framing this wrong but you sort of created this clarion call to say if you are a disciple of Christ who believes in the restored church, here is a place to put your name and say, yeah, this is where I'm at foundationally. Now let's talk about all sorts of things, right? Yeah, exactly. And and it's not, you know, by putting your name on that, that doesn't mean, like you said, we have to agree on everything as mm-hmm. members of the church. 
And I was very careful to, to um, mention uh, towards the end of the article, like this is not a list of attributes that we have mastered, right? Mm -hmm. This is, this is us looking forward. This is what we're aiming for because, because if we, you know, if we're going to claim that we've already mastered it, like this is how we do it. We're, we're all going to be hypocrites because none yeah. of us are, are perfect at it. Um, but we're trying. And and that's what this document is about. It's, Hey, this is where we want to be. This is, this is what's guiding our actions. Um, or, or this is what we're trying to allow to guide our actions. Um, and we're going to mess up, but we're going to try and we're going to yeah. keep trying and we're going to try to correct ourselves when we mess up. Mm-hmm. And so the ideals that you have listed are love, truth, unity, boldness, faithfulness. What was the process of like actually coming up with the ideals that you wanted to put on this document? Yeah. I mean, each one is different or each one is um, difficult and, and complicated for different reasons. Um, for example, love, you know, how do you interpret that? Like, like what, what does it mean to be loving? And I think mm-hmm. that that is one where there might be a lot of, uh, maybe not a lot, but some Latter-day Saint content creators who, who disagree. Cause on the one hand you can say, um, you know, if you love someone, you're kind of tolerant of them and, um, you're not going to just like, tell them, Hey, you're wrong. And you're going to go to hell if you don't believe this way, you know, but mm-hmm. then there's other, or other people that say, no, the most loving thing you can do is to strongly correct them, you know, and, and maybe even get in their face a little bit to leave an impression, you know? Um, so there might be some people who disagree with that. Um, but, um, but, but that's the foundation of what makes a disciple of Jesus Christ, right? Like that's what the scriptures say. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, that ye have love one for another. It's not who's right or who's wrong. It's it's loving each other. You know, mm-hmm. you can be wrong about, I think, a whole lot, but still be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. So so that one is that one was it needed to be on the list. It was sure. yeah. there are there are nuances, but that one was an easy one to to put on there. Um. The other one that comes to mind, uh, is boldness. Um, that one. So I, it's, it's hard to balance kind of love and boldness, not that they're opposites, but I think that by, by taking maybe a less aggressive approach when you're teaching people about Latter-day Saint beliefs or defending Latter-day Saint beliefs, Sometimes by being less aggressive, people interpret that as kind of being a pushover mm-hmm. um, or, or not really taking a stand. And so I wanted to make sure we included something in that list that that basically said, no, that's not what it means. Like you don't you don't have to be you, you don't have to be a jerk. You know, you don't have to be a jerk to defend the gospel. Uh, you can be loving and bold at the same time. Um, it's a fine line to, to balance, but, uh, but being loving and, and showing Christ-like love does not necessarily mean that you're going to be a pushover or that it's a weakness in any way. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. I think it's, uh, just coming off of president Nelson's peacegiver talk. 
Right. You know, I think it, that's a, I mean, it's such a powerful talk. I, I mean, landmark talk, so important this day and age. I mean, yeah. if that doesn't testify of a living prophet, I don't know what will. And, and just a strong message, but it's so interesting to see how people are interpreting that, that, you know, sometimes there is this like, oh yeah, I, I guess I, I shouldn't push so hard online or maybe I shouldn't uh, stand up, but, you know, just let other people be them. And, but you know that in the conversation, that boldness, that strength is still needed, not, not to push anybody over or to be a pushover, but yeah. to simply say that even when we disagree about these things, this is a foundational thing that, uh, that it's, it's true. Like this is, this is where I'm at. And that may be a bold statement. So for example, um, one thing I, I feel like, you know, and you alluded to a little bit sort of being this, um, being, uh, accepting or, uh, affirming of all beliefs and like you do you, your, tr- you know, you know, that's your truth. This is my truth. You know, we hear some of these things. And at the end of the day, I, from a place, I have a foundational belief that Jesus is the answer to like everything, like not just like to those, most people in the, who believe in Christianity, like, no, I truly believe if people turn towards Jesus Christ and follow him, like he will heal whatever you suffer with. Now that doesn't mean tomorrow or the next day, but he is the answer, the only answer. And so in these discussions, yeah, there are some tough things that people experience in life. There's some tough situations. There's a uh, certain legislation that is sort of complicated. But at the end of the day, when somebody is dealing with something in life, I always come back to Jesus is the answer. Now that's a very bold position to take because some people are like, ah, I don't know, like for everything. Yes. I really believe that everything, this is an absolute, but so there's some boldness in that. And now I don't need to get like in their face or angry or, you know, uh, treat them in a negative way, but that's just where I'm at. And I think it's important for content creators to clearly show where they're at foundationally so that uh, they, they don't, they're attracting people to their message in a way that isn't confusing or uh, yeah, that, that isn't confusing. But any, any thoughts come from that? You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, what, what Christ would do or what, uh, what our heavenly father, how he would treat us. And I'm just thinking like, if he, he was, he respected us enough or loved us enough to allow us to choose for ourselves, like as far as the plan of salvation goes, you know, in the, in pre-mortality, he said, Hey, here's the plan. You can accept it or not, but I'm not going to cram it down your throat Mm -hmm. is my interpretation of kind of that event. And, uh, and I think that sometimes we feel like we need to cram it down people's throats, you know, the, the truth, you know, and I put, I don't put that in quotations because it's not true, but like, and I think part of it is we've been taught about these, these amazing missionaries from church history or from the scriptures that, you know, they stand up, you know, Samuel, the Lamanite stand up on the wall and tell mm-hmm. everybody you're wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. and this is what's going to happen. And, you know, as a missionary, I remember going out into the mission field thinking like, here we go. Like now's my time to stand up and tell people that they are wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think I've, my, my mind has uh, maybe, maybe I'd say my heart has softened a little bit since then. Maybe that was appropriate for Samuel, the Lamanite. Maybe that's exactly what the Lord wanted him to do. Uh, but I think now, at least for me, I think that it's 
it's uh, it's it's even more effective at changing someone's heart to give them space to come to their own conclusions and to yeah. figure things out for themselves. Yeah. There's actually it brought to mind um a scripture. Okay, so so this it brings to mind um some verses I was reading recently in Alma chapter one. I feel like my dad a little bit. It's like, <laughs> let me grab my scriptures and read <laughs> yeah. to you for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So this is Alma chapter one. Um, and you don't need a ton of context just because this, this is just talking about the state of the church at this particular uh, time in the book of Mormon. But verse 19, it says, but it came to pass that whosoever did not belong to the church of God began to persecute those that did belong to the church of God and had taken upon them the name of Christ. Yea, they did persecute them and afflict them with all manner of words. And this because of their humility, because they were not proud in their own eyes and because they did impart the word of God one with another without money and without price. So you've got kind of a, a less aggressive people and more aggressive people taking advantage of them, right? And and making fun of them, persecuting them, because it, it seems like they know that they're not going to face much backlash for it. Now, there was a strict law among the people of the church that there should not any man belonging to the church arise and persecute those that did not belong to the that did not belong to the church, and that there should be no persecution among themselves. So so there it is. Like, hey, these people by their own law aren't allowed to, aren't allowed to, to do anything to us. So let's take advantage of that. We can do whatever we want to them. They won't do anything back. Nevertheless, there were many among them who began to be proud. And this is speaking of church members, I'm assuming they began to be proud and began to contend warmly with their adversaries, even unto blows. Yea, they would smite one another with their fists. How often do we do that online? Right? Like, and I don't know what it is about internet anonymity, but yeah. But essentially, we're, you know, we go to blows with these people online. Now, this was in the second year of the reign of Alma, and it was a cause of much affliction to the church. Yea, it was the cause of much trial with the church. It, it's kind of like it, it's friendly fire within the church, right? For the hearts of many were hardened, and their names were blotted out, and they were remembered no more among the people of God. And also many withdrew themselves from among them. Now, this was a great trial to those that did stand fast in the faith. So reading those passages, it it was just validating to me that fighting fire with fire is not the way to go. Mm -hmm. Like as believers, we need to hold ourselves to a different standard than that. And and people are going to try to take advantage of it. They have been since Book of Mormon times, right? But we need to maintain that that standard that, that, that God has given us. Um, otherwise we kind of see the consequences here that hearts become hardened and it becomes a great trial for even people within the church. And I see a lot of that today. And I'm hoping that, that this article, um, can be kind of a reminder that there's a better way. And look, here are all of these people that are striving for that. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the article, obviously you go through the the ideals that we were just talking about, and then uh, then there's signatories at right. the, at the bottom, right? And there's a 
uh, long list of, oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, but yeah, a, a huge list of of names, including my my own name, and uh, and these are these are content creators. Is there a certain like a you know brother Jones who teaches Sunday school on Sunday? Uh, can he sign this as well, or is this? I mean, how how do people yeah. get on this list? So we don't have a kind of a strict criteria, um, and a lot of the people on that list. I think we've got like 80 people on that list mm-hmm. at this point, um, and it's. And it continues to increase uh, as people continue to see it and share it. But, um, you know, it's hard to define what is a Latter-day Saint content creator. I think right. in my mind, it's as, you know, if you are somebody sharing Latter-day Saint content, whether that's your own original content or, you know, things that you're resharing from somebody else, mm-hmm. then I think I think you can put your name on that list. Um and there are a lot of names actually on there who you may not recognize, but you'd probably recognize their, their social media accounts. Mm. If you mm. knew kind of, cause sometimes we just see the name of the account, but we don't know who's behind it. Right. <laughs> and a lot of those names are on that list as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is really cool. I think this is a great effort. Um, I'm, it was, not difficult for me to, to sign my li- my name to the list and to be in this effort. And it is, you know, I think a big thing that doesn't get talked about, like, I think just, you know, putting, going back to the president Nelson's peacekeeper talk, I hear so many people come from that sort of this feeling of, yeah, you know what? You just need to be nicer. Stop yelling at each other. Stop judging people. Look, our prophet said it, but sometimes we don't, we underestimate the power of these platforms and how, awful they are for healthy dialogue. You know, like if I want to go engage with something about a really important issue, really the last place I should try to do that is Facebook. Now, (laughs) you know, or or Twitter or, you know, insert social media uh, platform here. But, and I'm, this is why I'm so partial to podcasting is I feel like it's the, I consider it social media, but it's like the last social media that doesn't have a strong comment section, right? And mm. that you can get on here and you can talk. And of course, sometimes podcasts make it over to YouTube and that has a very strong comment section. Yeah. But, um, and I, not that I w- want to like ban all comment sections, but if you're going to war in the comment section, like it's the platform, not the person at the end that that is causing the problem, you know? And so uh, mm. I've often joked that, it's it's if we're going to the, into the drug house and we're shocked when we come out offended. Like I can't believe those people said that. Well, you entered a drug house. What did you expect <laughs> to find? Then than those that are in a terrible situation that want to share, right? So, um, anyway, I, I love that this is a a great step of where we can come together. We can recognize just the the poison out there. The these these platforms that are not helpful in in uh, creating healthy dialogue, but maybe we can go back to these these ideals and say even though i'm stepping into into these worlds these platforms i'm still going to conduct myself with love and truth and unity and boldness and faithfulness and yeah. uh, see what comes from it so any any final thoughts david i i think that the the more that i've learned about the church and history and doctrine and scripture the less need i feel to be overly defensive about it and to attack other people about it. Um, I don't know quite why that is. I, I think that maybe just 
I think when we don't have an answer, um, we feel threatened. Uh, but there are a lot of really good answers to a lot of really good questions. Um, and when you're familiar with the content, when you're familiar with the the research and the history, um, I think it it empowers you to stay calm and to be like, hey, man, I understand your perspective. Here's here's kind of where I'm at and why I believe the way I do. Like when you have a reason, when when you have the ability to back up your your truth claims or your assertions of belief, um, I think that that enables a much more civil discussion, at least on one end of the conversation. Because sometimes the people making the claims, like as a believer, sometimes you might be in the position where you're just kind of repeating what you've been told all your yeah. life. Yeah. But the same thing applies to a lot of critics. I think a lot of critics just find themselves repeating what they've been told most of their life. And uh, and it's when you kind of are familiar with the background of those issues and questions, that's when a civil dialogue can hopefully happen. Um and and it may not be a scenario where you're proving somebody right or wrong, uh, but rather a scenario where you can have a conversation and say, hey, I understand why you've come to that conclusion. I hope you can understand why I've come to a different conclusion, because that is often what happens. Like when it comes to history, sometimes things are not uh, clear cut. It, there's a lot of ambiguity. Um and a lot of you know where you land on a, on any given issue, most of the time. Sometimes it's pretty darn definitive. But with a lot of things, where you land will depend largely on how you choose to interpret the evidence and who you choose to believe. And I'm I'm growing more comfortable with that um, because I think that that's I I, I think that. God has kind of designed it that way. Like that that's that's why faith is involved, right? Like if there wasn't ambiguity, then there wouldn't be faith. There would just be knowledge. So I think God allows for ambiguity so that so that we can look at both sides and choose to believe anyway. Like this is this is what and that shows God what our heart is yearning for. Like it shows God what we want to believe, what we want to become. Um and I think that that that's a better um, manifestation of our true character to God than um, just statements of knowledge would be, if that makes sense. Like, I think that, um, you know, being academically forced to know something like that's fine. And academics is great. um, But not having all the answers and choosing to believe something because it's good or wholesome or inspiring to you. Like, I think that that tells God something about yourself that, that can't be told any other way. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm off, I'm off on the rails here, but uh, off the rails, but hopefully uh, people can, can come to this article and, and maybe put their names on this document. And, and I'm hoping that it also creates somewhat of a community uh, where maybe smaller creators can put their names on this document and and feel like, hey, I'm my name is on here with all these other people. My name is on here with Kurt Franco. You know, maybe I'll reach out to the guy 
yeah, and, and ask him some questions or bounce some ideas off of him. And hopefully it also inspires bigger creators to kind of make room for the little guy and support the little guy. The, the older I get, uh, the more excited I am for what the next generation is going to come up with. You know, I think that sometimes I'm tempted to be kind of, uh, guarded about kind of, uh, my content or my style, uh, how I create my content. Uh, but as time goes on, I'm like, no, man, if you want to do something similar, similar to me or similar to these other guys, like go for it. Like we need more and more and more people that are interested in this stuff that are making content about it, that are talking about it, even if it's just, you know, repeating the the same topics that have already been beaten to death, that's fine. Like (laughs) get into it and, uh, and, and, and see what happens and kind of join, join the ranks, so to speak in a spiritual sense. Um, because there's, there's work to do, you know? Yeah. All right, David. So if, if more, if people want more David Snell, where, where are you pointing them to? Um, I am pointing you to Deseret Industries most days. <laughs> Just go to the book section and you'll right probably there. find me there. Not not in the books, but right. in the aisles. Perusing. Perusing yeah. the books because nice. I'm too I'm too poor for Deseret Book. <laughs> so you'll find me at the DI nice. um looking for gems. But no, I'm I'm a host on Saints Unscripted, as people probably know. Um we've got a website, YouTube channel, Facebook page, a couple Facebook pages. Um yeah. And I've got a public um, Facebook page, public public figure page, which is weird for me to say. <laughs> you public figure, but, you. Yeah. Uh, uh, it feels vain, but but uh, I don't. The world we live in. Well, I, I want people to be able to get in contact with me if they have questions um, and want to talk about some of these things. So I want to make myself yeah. available, but I don't generally accept friend requests on Facebook on my personal page from people I haven't met. So I made that public figure Facebook page so people can get in touch with me. Um, I'm happy to talk with anybody. Like I, I love talking with people. That's, that's one of my favorite things about what I get to do is just people randomly sending me messages saying, Hey, I've got this question. What do you think? Um, and I don't have all the answers. I'm kind of an armchair scholar. I don't have big degrees behind me. Um, but I am experienced enough that if I don't have an answer for you, I should at least be able to point you in the right direction where you can yeah. find more resources about different things. So yeah, you can find me on Facebook and cool. yeah. Yeah. I prefer the, the, the Saints Unscripted YouTube channel. Cause you, sometimes you have some great visuals and things that go along with your videos and yes, and, uh, the content there. So go check them out people. So, and, uh, and this article is on the public square mag. What's it called? What's the URL? Oh, I, I closed o- the window. Dot org, I think. Here, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, yeah, public square mag.org. Yep. And we'll link to it, obviously, in the show notes. It's called a clarion call for cyber disciples. And uh, go check it out. Put your name on the list. Thanks, Dave. My pleasure, Kurt. Thanks for having me. 